Hello and welcome to the VJ Hemonk podcast. Today we are discussing the question, how useful is minimal residual disease, MRD, in the management of acute leukemia? It has been a point of debate and more recently a hot topic of discussion at the first international workshop on acute leukemias, IWAR. In this thought-provoking session, Farhad Ravandi is joined by Adriano Venditti and Marion Subluki to discuss the use of MRD in AML and ALL. During this conversation, we hear the experts' thoughts on the use of flow cytometry and next-generation sequencing for MRD assessment. The group finally turns to the question of eradicating MRD. How useful is its measurement if we cannot combat what we discover? I'm uh, Farah Dravandi. I'm uh, from University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. We are here at the International Workshop for Acute Leukemias and uh, we just had a session on minimal residual disease assessment in acute myeloid leukemia. Uh, with me are uh, Dr. Marianne Subkalou and Dr. Adriano Vindetti and uh, they were uh, at the session and were discussing their uh, uh, data. I'm going to first ask uh, Dr. Subkalu uh, what her thoughts are on the subject of minimal residual disease assessment in AML. So I think we should still be aware that um, MRD assessment in AML is still lacking behind MRD assessment in ALL. So we still have no harmonization and no standardization in either flow-based or molecular-based um, MRD assessment. And therefore, the trials that have been reported, the results, most of them are retrospective analysis, are very difficult to compare and these are just still very early days. Um, I think the ELN paper published in Blood um, is now giving a platform for um, harmonization and from comparison between different study groups and different trials. And clearly MRD um, positivity um, is a prognostic marker that has been shown consistently in most of the studies and clearly is uh, uh, point for clinical trials for interventional studies. Dr. Vendetta, you were one of the pioneers of flow data. I think you first published your paper roughly 20 years ago. Uh, more or less. More or less. Uh, so what are your thoughts on flow cytometry versus other uh, techniques that are being used for minimal residual disease assessment in AML? Uh, well, flow cytometry was uh, one of the leading uh, techniques used together with molecular biology. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, we made some uh, substantial improvement. For instance, the possibility to, to shift from uh, 3, 4 color assay to 10, 12 color assays. And this can uh, uh, provide us with uh, an improved sensitivity. Of course, uh, flow cytometry uh, does have a very strong competitor, uh, such as NGS, for instance. But uh, I, I believe that at the present time, NGS is uh, in as the same situation as flow. Uh, even NGS uh, still lacks uh, uh, standardization, harmonization. But uh, I also think that we have to be realistic uh, with regard to this point. Uh, we have so many different therapies, we have so many different uh, molecular targets or phenotypic targets, so we need uh, 
robust tests that are validated, but I'm not sure that we will come up with a, a, an harmonization. Now, uh, flow cytometry is a lot more uh, dependent on the person who is uh, evaluating. Do you feel that NGS could be a more uh, um, easily standardized uh, assay to use for in this setting, or uh, do you think uh, they can be equivalent? Um, clearly, flow is more person-dependent on the evaluation, so there are different strategies to overcome that. First of all, samples are just sent to a centralized lab and thereby overcoming, so we have sort of one team to evaluate it. Or there are strategies that you only do the wet lab, the measurement, decentralized, but then the files are just going to a centralized lab. So that would be a strategy to overcome the subjectivity um, of the assessment. Um, and clearly you can make sort of trained centers, maybe four, depending on the size of the country. But there is, uh, um, in molecular uh, diagnostics, NGS, uh, a more objective uh, form, but I think the difficulty is going to be the threshold, and that's going to be very difficult with NGS, and it's going to be treatment-related. What threshold is going to be relevant? Um, so I think there's still a lot of work uh, also for NGS. And also we've seen some mutations who can persist in right. remission and right. be uh, not predictive of uh, relapse. Right. Um, and uh, in terms of flow, um, uh, there's uh, a lot of European data uh, in ALL uh, as well as using uh, molecular uh, PCR techniques for IGH PCR as well as T-cell receptor PCR. Uh, so uh, uh, is there anything to suggest that uh, the Europeans are going one way or the other, at least in ALL? Acute lymphoblastic uh, leukemia? Well, perhaps yes, at least in ALL. Actually, uh, the main protocols uh, although assessing MRD even by flow, but as a matter of fact, uh, are PCR-based, uh, when it, especially when it comes to 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 make clinical decision. And uh, so, uh, definitely yes, in ALL probably the the researchers are pointing to to molecular biology. Although in ALL, uh, you have to have the. Uh, it is patient specific, the IgH yeah. and T cell receptor, so it's very cumbersome. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, in, obviously, in European centers, you have centralized lab. I'm not sure if that could be translated to US uh, studies. And I, I personally think in ALL in the US, flow probably is going to be the way. Um, uh, in AML, uh, perhaps. I don't know, NGS could become uh, established as in the US at least uh, uh, because of, again, the multiplicity of centers and uh, the high reliance on uh, uh, the operator of the uh, flow analysis, um, which has not, as, at least as yet, been centralized in the US. Yes, you are right, but I still believe that flow in AML uh, has a, a relevant role, uh, depending upon the observation that uh, uh, beyond NGS, 
that is something that is to be established in the uh, common practice beyond NGS, uh, actually we have uh, very few stable markers. I mean, the, 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 the main one being NPN1, but we know that other markers are not as uh, uh, much uh, stable as uh, we would like uh, to, to follow up MRD. Uh, perhaps we have core binding factor positive AML, but uh, just let me mention the case of uh, um, uh, AML in children. Dario Campana and this group demonstrated that uh, flow cytometry remained the main uh, approach to follow up MRD because uh, in, uh, uh, in children AML, even uh, NPM1 is not useful because uh, NPM1 is mutated in uh, less uh, than 10% of the cases. So there is no marker available to be followed up and uh, MRD by flow remain the, let's say, a cornerstone. Or perhaps the be a time in the future we can actually combine the two together because they complement each other if we will have uh, both standardized and obviously using both together as, as likely to increase the uh, reliability and sensitivity. Absolutely, sorry. Can I also comment? Yeah, I think both techniques will be very valuable if you think of personalized, individualized treatment strategies, because also phenotyping will give you the information of targeted therapy, immunotherapy. It will also be valuable if you can analyze MRD cells relating to phenotype and genotype, so you will have the target assessment and possible um, resistance mechanisms of these cells. So ideally, you will have the MRD cells analyzed and then off the shelf use a suitable strategy for MRD eradication. So that could be something. Which actually brings to the most important point that MRD is irrelevant relevant unless we have something to do, deal with it or eradicate it. Yeah. And that means that we need effective agents to eradicate MRD. Uh, we're already seeing blinatumumab in ALL. We hopefully will have similar bispecifics in AML. And uh, any thoughts on that? Well, we have the renovated role of uh, GEO. GEO is a possibility, yes. We have had our monoclonal antibodies uh, on their way. So are, the, are you do using GEO for MRD eradication? And uh, well, in the in next uh, GMEMA trial, we, we, we are uh, planning to use GEO of, to reduce MRD, but not before transplant because of uh, concern of uh, VOD. But, uh, uh, adding a geo in induction and consolidation therapy and whether and, and to, to check whether uh, by adding geo the level of MRD can be uh, uh, reduced even further. Well, look, I mean, one could argue that if you use a very small dose of geo, if it's shown, it's, it's being, if it can be shown to be effective to convert an MRD positive to MRD negative, it could be relatively safe uh, for transplant if you are using those like three milligrams per meter squared or a very tiny dose, essentially. Yes, but uh, there are data suggesting that uh, a small sequential dose of uh, three milligram per square meter, for instance, 
the same schedule that was used in the Alpha study, 3 milligram per square meter on day one, four and seven. Uh, well, this schedule is uh, uh, quite effective in uh, uh, decreasing the level of MRD. This was uh, demonstrated by uh, by uh, uh, checking the, the the number of MPM one uh, uh, copy transcript. Okay. And I think MRD is an ideal setting for immunotherapeutic approaches. So, I mean, we've learned already from Blinn, as you said, that um, it's most effective in the MRD setting. So, I think the study that was um, published by Platzbecker on azacitidine, which is also immune-modulating drug, increasing um, leukemia-associated antigens, modulating T-cell responses, might be something that's worth continuing, maybe even combination with other drugs, and then clearly uh, T-cell engagers might be something that's really suitable if you have still a functional T-cell compartment um, that might be useful in this setting. Well, I think um, that was a very interesting session on uh, minimal residual disease. I think uh, not just from this session, but from the entire day's talk, it's clear that minimal residual disease assessment is important in acute leukemias and uh, Obviously, there's a lot of interest in developing agents uh, in this setting. And as uh, we all know, there are potential uh, immunotherapeutic-based uh, strategies that are in development. So what do you think? Is MRD a useful measurement for acute leukemia? Find us on Twitter and get involved with the conversation on our page, at VJHemonk. And be sure to keep up to date with all the latest Hemonk news, including cutting-edge content straight from iWorld 2018. Don't forget to subscribe to us at VJHemonk.com.